Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is December 13th, 2022, and our first story A judge has ordered Democrat Hobbs to appear before a court as Carrie Lake's election contest lawsuit advances. A hearing is set. We'll see how this plays out. In our next story, a viral photo showing an army officer wearing gay fetish bondage masks of a dog face is under investigation, and there may actually be a court martialing. In our last story, a viral video shows a transgender hockey team where a female It's a concussion after being checked by a male. And the story is actually very confusing and hard to understand, but we'll break it down. A lot of people seem outraged, but actually, I think this might be totally fine. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. As of the recording of this segment... A hearing is currently underway in an election contest lawsuit filed by Carrie Lake against Katie Hobbs and others. The judge has made a decision, reports the conservative brief, and they've called these individuals to set a plan in motion. Now, things are getting interesting in this regard. One, Katie Hobbs has already certified the election. It's done. However, that doesn't matter because there is a statute that still gives Carrie Lake time to officially contest the election. And Carrie Lake has made many allegations, made many claims in her lawsuit about what went on and why they feel they have standing to contest the results. I can give you one very simple reason, and then we'll go through the big list in the lawsuit. We'll take a look at what the judge said. The most important is that around 17,000 people were negatively impacted in Maricopa County during the Arizona election when machines failed. They were tabulator errors. Now, the official response is that no one was unable to vote. However, there's been a lot of people have said that with the long lines and the machine errors, they left the line. Witnesses have said they've seen people leave the line. What Maricopa said was that the 17,000 people who were affected were able to file their ballots by putting it in box number three to be counted later. But that in and of itself is enough. Carrie Lake lost officially, according to the certification, by 17,000 ballots. And if 17,000 people were negatively impacted and Carrie Lake can show that, they'll at least get passed or theoretically get passed a motion to dismiss. But who knows? I'm not a lawyer and I could be wrong. My point is, it shows their standing. When it came to 2020, Donald Trump came out with a lot of lawsuits. A lot of people came out with lawsuits. 
And what the courts consistently said is you cannot prove that the amount of votes you're calling into question would actually change the outcome of the election. Therefore, you have no standing. Now, Trump supporters said the problem with this is that if you've got 100 lawsuits and each of them is making direct reference to a thousand ballots. Now, of course, a thousand ballots isn't enough. Sorry, case dismissed. But altogether, you're looking at 100,000 ballots. Now, I can't speak to the veracity of these claims. They're just claims. That's going to be for the court to decide. And YouTube's official policy is that you cannot advance claims about certain certified elections. Keep in mind, the list they provide is not exhaustive. Look, I'm not here to advance anyone's claims. I'll tell you what the news has reported and what's currently being filed in court. And then we will await those hearings to see what a judge says. How will this be adjudicated? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I'm willing to bet there is a strong possibility it will be Hobbs who retains the governorship. I, as a big fan of Carrie Lake, we've had her on the show a couple times, want to see her prove her case and win. But I don't know if the evidence is there. I don't know. All I can do is report what's currently happening, how the media is responding. Of course, they're calling Carrie Lake the new Trump. They're calling her lawsuit Trumpian. I find it all so silly. But I think there's a bigger social ramification. There's social ramifications that we're going to see from this. Or I should I should say there are social issues in play that are resulting in issues like this. Look, my view of elections is that the Democrats are able to get the votes through ballot harvesting and other uh, such means. And this means you're getting low information and unlikely voters to vote. The polls are going after registered voters and likely voters, but Democrats are targeting unlikely voters in a brilliant move, in my opinion. I think it's kind of dirty. The people who, who should be voting are the people who want to vote, not random people who aren't paying attention. And that has a massive negative effect. But in my opinion, Trump supporters for the longest time were blinded as to this strategy of Democrats. They were saying, how come the polling is wrong? How could this be possible? How could Biden get so many votes? Now, of course, you may say you believe there's fraud, but I think whether or not there is the big key issue is ballot harvesting. Conservatives have taken notice of this. And because of that, things are going to change. I think because of this revelation or I should, should this this epiphany, among conservatives, 2024 will get very interesting because this technique among Democrats won't pull them across the line anymore. The story goes that Orange County in California is reliably Republican. All of a sudden it turns Democrat. Why? Ballot harvesting. Republicans figured that out, got to ballot harvesting. Boom. Republican once again. This lawsuit will be interesting. Carrie Lake is making the claim that there were some 25,000 plus votes that came in after Election Day. And maybe that's the case. I don't know. Again, I'm just reporting what's in this lawsuit. We will see how the judge rules. But let me break down for you the claims that are being made and what the media is saying. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and help support our work directly. We need your support. Go to TimCast.com, click that Join Us button, and you will get access to the uncensored TimCast IRL portion of the show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., as well as our other shows, Cast Castle Vlog, Tales from the Inverted World, and more to come. I'm trying to figure out how to do uh, a crossfire debate style show. We've been planning it for some time. We want to get people on the left, people on the right. And a lot of people think it's very difficult, nay, impossible to get leftists on the show. But 
lower profile individuals of leftist ideology actually would be are willing to come on and so trying to figure out how to make that happen. We want to build that show out and that will be a member show. With your support, we will we will be able to do things like that. So become a member, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the video wherever you can. Really does help out. Let's jump into that story. From conservative brief, judge makes massive decision in Arizona election case. Now, this is big news. And I was sitting in watching the hearing and it was mind numbingly. It it was buffering. It was like you'd get three words and then it would stutter and break. Because apparently thousands of people are trying to hear this case to figure out what's going on. The surprising thing, the judge has actually called these individuals in to have this hearing. Now, Katie Hobbs people are saying they haven't been properly served. The plaintiffs are saying we're going to get you those process papers. It's going to come in today. I've got a bunch of notes to go through as to what they said and where we're currently at. But I did leave the meeting because I have a schedule to record this. So there's going to be major developments after you watch this video in how this will play out. But they have about 10 days to get this to the next level. We will see. The defendants like Hobbs and Maricopa County are saying they will file a motion to dismiss and it will take but a simple half hour to prove there is no merit to these cases. But let's see what Carrie Lake has to say. Conservative brief reports a judge who is overseeing the challenge to the election for Arizona governor has made a major decision. Judge Peter Thompson has ordered Republican candidate Carrie Lake, secretary of state and uh, uh, secretary of state and governor elect Katie Hobbs and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors officials to appear in an emergency hearing on Tuesday. Judge Peter Thompson, in issuing the order, wrote that the court has reviewed Lake's verified statement of election contest and said the matter will be set on an accelerated basis. Maricopa County Recorder Stephen Richer and Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates were also ordered to attend the hearing, which will start at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Well, that the hearing was taking place. I think it started earlier than that. So I'm not entirely sure they say Eastern time, but it was currently underway. Quote, we've had three whistleblowers from Maricopa County reach out and say the system is seriously flawed. The Republicans said to just the news on Monday, they were throwing out tens of thousands of signatures saying they were scribbles that in no way matched. But somewhere between there, the ballots were being completely tossed out and they got looped back into the system and counted as if they were fine. She said that around 25,000 additional ballots and early voting ballots were, were discovered two days after Election Day, and then they just showed up. It shows the whole system has serious problems, the candidate said. We believe that up to 135,000 ballots were pushed through that should not have been pushed through. We are asking a judge to let us take a look at all of the envelopes and compare signatures so that we can find out for sure how many bad, fraudulent ballots got through in that way or basically cheating or breaking the rules. Now I want to pause there and I'll say outright, that is a partisan uh, legal statement. These are individuals who are making their claim as to what they believe. They believe they may be fraudulent. They believe it may be that number. Personally, I'd like to see the courts entertain this so they can try and prove it. You come out, you make a very serious claim. Here's my opinion. It's not proven, but the courts can say, okay, Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. 
Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Let's, let's do this. You got people contesting the election results. You got people saying it's free and fair. We need to convince the people that the system is working. If it's not working, it should be called out. If it's working, it should be called out. The people who are complaining should be proven wrong if they are wrong. Otherwise, confidence shatters. I said this about 2020. Now, my view is that Democrats want confidence shattered. They want you to believe you can't win. Because then people stop voting. And that's the problem I have with the fraud narrative. No, you can win. But we've got to make sure we, we exhaust every legal potential and legal possibility. That's the way you do it. Look, if people go around saying elections don't work for whatever reason, then how are you going to win in the future? Ballot harvesting is the path forward where it's legal. And if you're able to build that machine, you will win. But let's keep reading. Maricopa County spokesman Fields Mosley said that the courts are the appropriate place to handle such claims and that Maricopa's Maricopa's election division looks forward to sharing facts about the administration of the 2022 general election and our work to ensure every legal voter had an opportunity to cast their ballot. The Republican candidate filed the challenge on Friday and said that she believed the number of illegal votes was greater than her opponent's margin of victory, just the news reported. It's an interesting and bold claim. Again, I'm a fan of Carrie Lake. I want to see the court address it. I don't want to see any BS where the courts just say, well, there's no point, right a time, sorry, have a nice day. No, prove it, okay? If, If Carrie Lake is wrong, then she needs to be proven wrong. And I want to see it. I like her positions. I think she's a great candidate. But if she's wrong, tell the people she's wrong. Otherwise, you're going to have people who will never let it go. And that is not good for our democracy. Now, is it? I know. I know what I said. We're a constitutional republic. I get it. I'm making a point. Quote, the number of illegal votes cast in Arizona's general election on November 8th, 2022, far exceeds the 17,117 vote margin. Witnesses who were present show hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots infected the election in Maricopa County, the petition said. Again, I want to see proof. Prove it. Here's where we're currently at. Katie Hobbs certifies 2022 Arizona election in ceremony at the Capitol. And a lot of people are upset by this. Why is she certifying her own election? Well, Brian Kemp was overseeing his own election. He, I, I believe he didn't certify it. I believe he stepped down before certification for that purpose. I still don't think it's good that he oversaw his own election. I don't think it's good that Katie Hobbs oversaw hers either. This is the point. We are in trying times right now. And if you have something like this, okay, come on. I say this to the judge, you know, whatever. I don't live there. You don't know me. Just go through this to the best of your abilities and make sure that whatever the outcome is, 
The people of Arizona have confidence that an election was held and that the appropriate results were presented and certified. Because in my opinion, it is very likely Katie Hobbs becomes the governor. Uh, I'm not a fan of Hobbs, but we don't want half of the state. It's a very, very close election to be fractured and angry. You know what we want? Here's here's the appropriate result. The overwhelming majority realize whatever the issue was is adjudicated and they say, wow, I can't believe that was a result. And they begrudgingly accept it because the evidence was presented. And then the few fringe can complain about whatever happened, but we need the confidence of the people moving forward. So seated alongside Governor Doug Ducey, Attorney General Mark Burnovich and Arizona Supreme Court Justice uh, Robert Brutnell, whose signatures were also were required on the certification documents, Hobbs thanked the about 2.6 million voters who cast ballots this year. Okay, I want to give a shout out to our good friends over at YouTube for this. The election misinformation policies, they say, content advancing false claims that widespread fraud errors or glitches occurred in certain past elections to determine heads of government or content that claims that the certified results of those elections were false. This policy applies to any past U.S. presidential election, the 2021 German federal election, the 2014, 2018 and 2022 Brazilian presidential elections. Keep in mind that this isn't a complete list. Okay, well, I have no opinions on Brazil or whatever. I will simply point this out. Yo, YouTube, you're in the wrong on this one. People need to be able to have these conversations in public. You can't just say that someone can certify results and then no one's allowed to talk about it because there is a statute in Arizona allowing for elections to be contested. Now, where are we currently? I do not seek to advance any false claims. I seek only for the claims made to be addressed by the courts to determine to the best of their abilities whether it is true or false. In a lot of ways, all we saw was the dismissal of lawsuits uh, on standing in, in, in past elections. This needs to be properly adjudicated. This was the Superior Court of Arizona Mar- Maricopa County order to appear that came out uh, recently. They say uh, it's a telephonic appearance. It is ordered that plaintiff Carrie Lake and defendants Katie Hobbs, Stephen Richer, Bill Gates, Clint Hickman, Jack Sellers, Thomas Galvin, Steve Gallardo, Gallardo Scott Jarrett, and Maricopa County Board of Supervisors shall appear via Court Connect Court Connect on December 13th at 11 a.m. for a return hearing, 50 minutes allotted, before Judge Peter A. Thompson. That's why I thought it was weird they said uh, 2, p- uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. It was 1 p.m. Eastern. The hearing shall occur via video conference. So uh, they say failure to appear. If only one party comes to the court to the hearing, the court may allow that party to make arguments and the court may make rulings without the other party's participation. If neither party comes to the hearing, the motion may be dismissed. Failure to comply with this order to appear may lead to a finding of contempt and the imposition of sanctions. It is further ordered that a true copy of this order to appear and a true copy of the motion petition and documents filed with the motion petition shall be served by the moving party on the parties who are required to appear and a true copy of these documents shall be mailed immediately to parties who have appeared in this action in accordance with Arizona rules of civil procedure. I have a few notes that I took from listening to the hearing. It was brutal. Mind you, it was it was absolutely brutal. The, the, the system was not working very well. Everyone's trying to listen. But I'll give you the quick notes. And then I want to show you the claims made by the plaintiff. Again, these are not a, a, a true. These are not a, a definitively true statements. I want to make sure that's clear. In court proceedings, you can say basically anything you want. 
It doesn't mean it's true. It means these are the allegations, the accusations and the claims brought forward by the plaintiff. They need to be addressed by the courts. There's going to be a motion to dismiss. All parties have, have said that. And if the judge goes through it and says, yeah, there's no there's no standing, there's no grounds dismissed. However, as I stated, the reason why I think this is important is that they've already said, and I have this from PBS, 17,000 ballots in Maricopa were effective, affected. That is just about the margin of victory for Hobbs. They've also gone, gone on to say that all of the votes were counted. However, a judge may say, well, hold on here a minute. That's how many people were affected. How many votes? What about the potential for people who weren't able to vote? I mean, that's just a general, a general statement. There's probably people who weren't able to vote due to error. They say that's not true. The judge may say, show me evidence. The judge may say there is enough here to show a margin. Uh, the margin of victory is within uh, the realm of, you know, should there be evidence, it would change the results. In that case, the judge may actually say no motion to dismiss. Let's go to an evidentiary hearing. So here's what ultimately ends up happening. Just a few quick, quick notes. Hobbs and the defendants, these are the people being sued by Kerry Lake, intend to file a motion to dismiss. The judge stated that it seems all of their positions are relatively similar. So would they accept uh, uh, consolidation? Meaning they can all just file. I, I, I could be wrong about this, but my understanding is that they'll, they'll file a motion to dismiss on similar grounds. They've said that uh, Thursday at noon, for the motion to dismiss to defile, that'll be their their time frame. I believe they, they said uh, Thursday at noon. So that's when those those filings will go in. They may uh, it may be public, public. I'm not sure they will have until Saturday, the 17th for a plaintiff response. That means Carrie Lake can respond to their motions to dismiss. Then they can respond to her response Sunday. They requested oral arguments on Monday. And if uh, that is, if it does not get dismissed, however, December 21st and 22nd, they, uh, they may they may have set the hearing again, really difficult to hear exactly how this was uh, this this hearing was going down because of the buffering problems. The court said that they would send out the file to the media to 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 go through it. Time would be split between the parties there was uh, from the from the defendants that uh, the statute says they have a time of not later than 10 days and uh, it would have to be done on Monday. That's the case, blah, blah, blah. The defendants request the exhibits be placed under seal due to the private nature However, it was argued by the plaintiff that they've already redacted personal information. So the exhibits, the evidence should not be placed under seal. That one I found very, very interesting. If they claim to have evidence, people need to be able to see it. The defendants say, seal it. Don't let anyone see this for privacy reasons. I respect privacy reasons. However, I don't know where the judge ended on that because it was buffering. Again, there may be updates because I'm recording while the hearing is, was, was still going on. But uh, uh, so I'll, we'll see. We'll check up on that. <clears throat> we'll check up on that. And then perhaps we will have updates later tonight at Timcast IRL. But I want to show you this from Emerald Robinson and her, uh, what, what she says are nine revelations from Carrie Lake's Arizona lawsuit. And I want to stress these are not definitive claims. OK, that's uh, I want to say this. Emerald, I believe is a lawyer, right? And uh, I believe she does know what she's talking about. But I want to point out having dealt with litigation you can basically claim whatever you want. They'll then look at it. They expect there to be honesty and good faith in the claims you're making. And then if you get past a motion to dismiss, you have to present evidence. Emerald Robinson says the first revelation, there were hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots counted in Arizona's midterm election in Maricopa County alone. My, my statement here would be, I don't know if that's true. 
It is a claim made in a lawsuit. I would like to see them present evidence in, in court, evidence in court to to uh, attest to such claims. The judge may find that there's no merit to these claims at all and dismiss it. In the filing, they say the eyes of the country are on Arizona. On November 30th, Rasmussen reports published a poll of likely U.S. voters about Election Day problems. The poll asked whether responding voters agreed or disagreed with contestant Carrie Lake's statement, calling the election botched, saying this isn't about Republicans or Democrats, it's about Election Day. They found 72 percent of likely voters said that they agree with Carrie Lake's statement, including 45 who strongly agree. Now, that is bad. We need confidence. I would like to see that if Carrie Lake is wrong, it be stated definitively in court. Sorry, Carrie, you're wrong. And I will stress again, I wanted to win. Okay, it's my bias right there. I like Carrie Lake. I don't know that her statements are true. The number of illegal votes cast in Arizona's general election on November 8th far exceeds the 17,117 vote margin between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's their evidence for illegal votes? Now, this is the this is the point. The filing shows, in their opinion, they believe certain votes were illegally cast. It doesn't mean they were. That's what the judge will have to determine, and that's what an evidentiary hearing will be for. This is their perspective. Hobbs will respond saying there were no illegal votes cast, and Carrie Lake is wrong, most likely, but we'll see. They say, Carrie Lake and Democrat new candidate Hobbs certified the official state canvas on December 5th, 2022. Witnesses who were present at the Maricopa, Maricopa County Tabulation and Election Center, Runback Election Services, and a mul- multiple of Maricopa County vote centers, as well as other meticulously gathered, showed hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots infected the Maricopa County, infected the election in Maricopa County. What is your evidence for saying this? That's what the court is for. Now, the issue I have is I don't blame Hobbs and the defendants for trying to get, you know, trying uh, filing a motion to dismiss. That's what you do. But I want to see an evidentiary hearing because if the Kerry Lake campaign is making false claims, I want to see it proven. I want the court to say you are wrong. You were this is false. Or if it is that case, you lied in your filings. I want to see it. I want to hear it. But if Kerry Lake is right, and I really want to hear the court say it as well, I want to know the truth and whoever won should win you know, whatever the case may be. Again, I will stress. There's a statute. They got 10 days. They go on to say, in addition, on Election Day, thousands of Republican voters were disenfranchised as a result of Maricopa County election officials misconduct in connection with the widespread tabulator or printer failures at 59 percent of the 223 vote centers in Maricopa County. OK, you see, now this is, this is where you got you to gotta understand how the, how the legalese comes in. What we do know and I know I'm using PBS here, but I'm using them on purpose, is that there were a major, there, there were many problems with the tabulators. They say 60 of the 223 vote centers were, printer, uh, uh, were printers that did not produce dark enough markings on the ballot. Some voters who tried to insert their ballots into tabulators had to wait to use other machines or were told they could leave their ballots in a drop box. Those votes were expected to be counted Wednesday. Now, full stop. I believe it would be reasonable to say If there's a long line or any line and machines aren't working, some people would leave, right? Okay, we we need to to, uh, account for that. We need to figure out what's going on. Ask people if anything happened. Were they able to vote? Did anyone get disenfranchised? I think Carrie Lake needs to have her team canvas and find people 
They've already put out calls for people to file uh, paperwork about issues that they had with voting. So I believe at the very least that may come up in this court case, but we will see. So here's, here's the point. They say election officials misconduct. That's how legal documents work. They want to make their case and say it was misconduct. It may just be error, failure, ignorance, or otherwise. But again, that will be for the judge to decide who's actually right on this one. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today. They say the evidence included a, a, including a detailed sworn declaration by a cyber expert who, among other things, spent nine years testing electric voting machines on behalf of the same voting systems that certified the machines in Maricopa, shows the machine failures the machine failures Arizona voters experienced in Maricopa County Election Day could not have occurred absent intentional misconduct. Bold statement. Who's a cyber expert? Again, this is why you got to get the judge in on this one. Who is this expert? They need to, they need to say this stuff in front of a judge. The judge can then uh, adjudicate this. Um, but a powerful claim nonetheless. Again, I want to stress this point. I am not saying Carrie Lake is right or wrong. I'm saying she's stating her case. You can decide your opinions on this one. I am saying definitively it must be heard in court. That's my position on this. I don't know what's what's true or not. These are just claims. They say this unexpected, unexpected, unexplained increase in EV ballots was also reflected on the Department of State website between November 9th and November 10th. OK, so this is um, they're making the claim that uh, Maricopa discovered 25,000 additional ballots after the election. OK, well, I want to see the evidence for that. Those 25,000 ballots magically appear in time to help Katie Hobbs, courtesy of mysterious election contractor named Runbeck Election Services. A bold claim. Judge, please listen to the, the evidence and tell us what's really going on here. An employee of Runbeck has testified that early vote ballots arrived without the proper chain of custody paperwork. Now, that's a bold claim to make. A Runbeck employee observed that Maricopa County election workers delivered early vote ballots retrieved from ballot drop boxes and mail-in ballots from the Postal Service, neither of which were accompanied by any of the required chain of custody paperwork, among other things. So here's what could happen. In a motion to dismiss, they explain away or dismiss all of this or counter it. And the judge just says, OK, OK, I'm done. We will see. We will see. I think an evidentiary hearing is extremely important in this regard. She writes, a prominent cybersecurity expert who tests voting machines for a living has provided a sworn declaration that the widespread equipment breakdown in Maricopa County must have been caused intentionally. That's the opinion of an expert. I know it doesn't it doesn't stand for much. You can find experts. Look, in dealing with courts, you can bring an expert who will say basically whatever. That's a sad reality. 
They go on to say, number eight, Maricopa County officials like Stephen Richer were involved in serious conflicts of interest. Well, they say Richer also participated directly in propaganda and censoring program at the national level of CISA through the, tw- through, uh, through the 2022 election cycle. For example, attached as example uh, a three to the Olson Declaration is a CISA memorandum regarding a meeting on March 29th, 2022 that included, among others, three Maricopa County employees from the recorder's office, CISA officials and the general counsel for Twitter, Vijaya Gare. The memorandum states the purpose of the meeting as the purpose of the CISA uh, committee protecting critical infrastructure and misinformation subcommittee meeting was to hear a brief from Stephen Richer, county recorder in Maricopa AZ, on current election processes and needs among election officials and to discuss CISA's role in the MDM space. Interesting. Katie Hobbs, in her official role as Secretary of State, was busy censoring her political opponents too. In this uh, email that came out due to a lawsuit in Missouri, Katie Hobbs' office contacts Twitter to have posts removed. So the Democrat candidate who ran the AZ election censored her political opponents, disrupted election day votes, and then threatened counties. Okay, now I I can't speak to any of that. I don't know if that's true. What I can say is there was an individual, I believe it was Fincham, who was censored on Twitter. And we know now from Elon Musk that there was direct collusion between Twitter and the government. I think a judge is going to have to go through that. Look, I think either way, whatever the claims you you may may state, you got to have the judge go through this stuff. I'll tell you this. Here's, here's what we're going to do. I want the judge to prove it all wrong. Prove, prove it all wrong. Prove it all wrong. Make it go away. Judge is going to see it. Evidentiary hearing. I challenge Carrie Lake to present any, any evidence supporting all of this and prove her case. Let's see it. Now, I'm not convinced it will actually happen. The judge, in my opinion, will likely say there's no time for this. I don't want to stick my neck out. I'm out. That would be a problem, a major problem. And the media, of course, they're calling Carrie Lake delusional, Trumpian, how Carrie Lake was unflinchingly loyal to Trump, then her campaign unraveled. Well, that's ridiculous. According to the official certification, she lost by 17,000. That's a pretty good run for a non-politician going up against Secretary of State. All right. So we'll see, man. We'll see how things how things go. The Republican Party's Donald Trump problem has a new face, Carrie Lake. Okay, okay. Look, man, I just want to say this. I'm not here to speak to the veracity of claims made in lawsuits. I'm I'm here to speak to the fact that we have mechanisms in place for contesting elections. Let them play out. YouTube, let them play out. This is the stupidest thing about YouTube's misinformation policy. Okay, you're allowed to contest elections. There's laws in place. There's statutes in place. It's in the Constitution as to what to do in the event of election contests. If it's happening and people want to state their case, let them. And then we will sort through this and figure out what's true or not. But I'll tell you this to YouTube. When you ban these conversations, you only make people think that their side was right the whole time and you're evil and trying to manipulate and interfere with elections. Consider me know that Facebook and Twitter were regularly meeting with the government, yet you're not in a good place right now. So here's my solution. The judge go through all of this and we just sort it. Let's sort through it. And then as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I made them. I, I, I won't call it a mistake necessarily. But when Donald Trump was being investigated for the Russia stuff, I said, OK, let's do it. Let's just try and make sure everybody's got the confidence they need and, and we'll have an investigation. 
And it turned out to be all bunk and Trump's name was cleared. And they still wouldn't let go. If it comes to the election, I say the same thing. We need confidence in the system. People need to believe the system is working. Let it happen. You know what the worst case scenario is? The worst case scenario is we parse through the evidence and the person who is wrong is proven wrong. But the worst case scenario for those who uh, worst case scenario for those who want power is they don't get it. I want to see the person deserving of the power who won the election get it. I think in all likelihood it'll be it'll be Katie Hobbs. Let Carrie Lake issue her contest, adjudicate it, bring it to an evidentiary hearing, and then let the judge decide. That's simple. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. How many of you have seen this photo? It's been going around the internet for a few days. It shows an individual wearing uh, U.S. military gear with a bondage dog mask. Apparently, they say that their U.S. Army retired. Well, following the publishing of this photo, people started digging up other photos around this individual. And now we actually have an investigation. USA Today says photos of dog masked soldiers in bondage gear while in uniform under investigation. The photos which appeared on social media show male soldiers in uniform or parts of uniforms wearing dog masks, leather and chains. And some of them are censored in such a way to suggest that they are actually sexually explicit. Now, I showed you this image and there are other images you can see of the man in the dog mask. We have this from the American conservative U.S. military going to the dogs. Terrible title. Please, American conservative, just actually write that there are adult men posting pictures of them in fetish gear for sexual excitement. And that is unbecoming of officers. That's actually what the investigation says. They say celebrate pup pride with the armed forces. Gay officers pretend to be canines for sadomasochistic sex games. You know, I didn't really care too much about this story when I first saw it. Now we're hearing that there's actually an investigation into this. Some people might get in trouble because there's actually a ton of different photos. I mean, many of them are are redacted, but there's photos of these individuals. This guy, he's deleted his Twitter account, Adjutant Pop, posting photos in military gear with he's actually got dog bondage masks colored to to fit his uniform. Apparently, that's what they both did. And uh, they've now been trying to delete these images and cover this up. But you see, here's what really happened. And here's what's really happening. First, I'd like to point out USA Today just posted a photo of the Pentagon. Why? Use a photo of the guy wearing the bondage gear. That's so weird. And I'll tell you what I think it is. I think they are all trying to normalize it. Is, uh, let, me, let me ask you, is, 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 is something we're, we're seeing? Tom Vanden, Tom Vandenbroek, who wrote the article for USA Today, saying it's under investigation. Why didn't you post the photo of the actual fetish bondage bondage gear? Is it because it's inappropriate? Is it because you'd have to blur it or something? It's a guy in a mask. Show people. No, I think the actual issue is they're trying to cover up because in reality, they want it normalized. You see what's going on with a lot of this identity stuff in politics. And as we've pointed out, many others have pointed out, seems to be people's fetishes. You've got... um, You've got there, there was one photo of two males, uh, trans women, 
and they don't that they're let's just let's just say not passing as it were. They they just look like guys. Okay, let's just, I'm I'm not trying to be disrespectful to their life choices. I'm saying they just look overwhelming like dudes. Nobody would look at them and be like those are women. No. And they were wearing skimpy outfits that women don't wear. And they're standing on like a red carpet or something. I saw this photo. And the criticism of it, a bunch of people were pointing out women don't dress that way. There are events where women wear strange outfits, like going to the Oscars or something. They'll wear like duct tape or something like that and revealing clothing. But typically what you see among many of these people who identify in various ways, they do things that are just easily discerned easily understood to be exhibitionist fetishist behavior, meaning these guys are going out in public wearing these clothes because it arouses and excites them. Now, there are many people who are trans who don't do that. And that's the point I'm making. The distinction between a trans person who wears normal clothing and an individual who's wearing fetish gear. Those are different things. In this instance, USA Today isn't showing us at all any of the images. And it's very, very interesting. I have to wonder why. They do point out the story. I just serious question. If you're reporting on it, why don't you actually show the images of the fetish gear? These guys are wearing this stuff because they are sexually aroused when they know you are looking at them. This is them trying to subject you to their sexual games. The whole point of them wearing it is so that they know you see it's exhibitionist. We talked a bit about it the other day. You know, we, we were there. There's voyeurism and there's exhibitionism and voyeur is when you like watching other people. And exhibitionist is when you want people to watch you. That's what they're doing. They are using you, your children, your families to get off. You don't need to wear a dog bondage fetish mask and post photos publicly, but it arouses and excites them. And that's why they're doing it. Here's a story from USA Today. Soldiers who wore bondage gear and dog masks in sexually explicit photos while in uniform are under investigation, the army confirmed Monday. The photos, which have appeared on social media, show male soldiers in uniform or parts of uniforms wearing dog masks, leather and chains. Some of the photos depict poses of submission and sexual acts. Another photo shows a soldier in combat fatigues wearing the dog mask on an airfield. Some of the photos appeared on Twitter Friday. The soldiers are based in Hawaii. Internal Pentagon email traffic obtained by USA Today shows army officials believed some of the photos appear to have been taken at a base gym in Hawaii. The source of the email was not authorized to release it. The email notes that reactions to the photos have been hyper politicized. Oh, really? U.S. Army Pacific is aware of content found on social media reflecting soldiers' activities while wearing uniforms. Major Jonathan Lewis, an Army spokesperson, said in a statement, the incident is currently under investigation. Who in their right mind would want to be in the U.S. military at this point? And that is the point. Demoralization. I've had people defend Millie. They were like, oh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, get out of here. The leadership at the highest level of our armed forces is turning the U.S. into a joke and, and, and into pure garbage. People are quitting. There was this Twitter thread from Thomas Massey where he said that if they do these mandates, people are going to quit the military. And all of these unhinged leftists and Democrats were like, you can't quit the military, Thomas Massey. Do you even know what you're talking about? 
and, and, and it was it was really funny. I think like even Kinzinger were saying things like you can't quit once you're enlisted. Yo, you can. But you'll be court martialed and. Yeah, people don't get it. First of all, if you're an officer, you can resign your commission. And Thomas Massey was right. People didn't re-up. People resigned. And some people outright just got discharged for refusing to get the vaccine. The U.S. military is being gutted and crushed. And this is another part of it. It's being hyper politicized. Sure, man. Good luck on your recruitment, because young young men seeking adventure. This is what they want to see. Man, this is this is one of the worst campaigns for the U.S. military ever. But uh, you know what? I think it's it's all in, in alignment with the, the Great Reset or whatever you want to call it. You gut the U.S. military, destroy the dollar, you destroy the economy, and then the U.S. is gone. Now, I don't know if it's actually going to be some kind of, you know, some people might assume what's happening with the U.S. is that it's being destroyed and there is a global agenda. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. It may be, but I really don't think so. I think it's a Chinese Communist Party thing. I think we are dealing with Thucydides' trap, a fear that the U.S. and China will go to war as so many other wars have started due to the rise of a new economic power. And you've got special interests in the U.S. who are, who are working with Chinese communist interests to gut and destroy this country as China rises and takes over the unipolar world. There are people who are probably believing that the world is going to be some um, some uh, utopian system. No, it's going to be second world nations under the boot of a unipolar Chinese Communist Party style thing. Social credit scores, people being welded into their homes, etc. Now, I'm not saying China will succeed. The Chinese Communist Party will succeed in this endeavor. I'm saying that's where this goes. Let's read more. Military law prohibits conduct by an officer that disgraces them personally or brings dishonor to the military profession. And it did. There are a range of potential punishments for violations, including letters of reprimand. Oh, please. The legal jeopardy of the soldiers depends on several factors, said Don Christensen, the former chief prosecutor for the Air Force, who now leads Protect Our Defenders, an advocacy group for troops who have been sexually assaulted. If soldiers in the photos were officers and from uh, and from the enlisted ranks, there would likely be a violation of Article 134, which governs fraternization, Christensen said. Photos in uniform with dog masks would likely violate Article 133, conduct unbecoming an officer. Uh, unbecoming an officer, that's what it says. Even if an officer has retired, the army could, could be, the, the army 
could be brought back to active duty. You mean the soldier and court martialed, Christensen said. The officer could also be retired at a lower rank, which lowers pension payments. The military can act swiftly to discipline troops who conduct whose conduct embarrass their uniform. In 2018, the Marine Corps fired a Navy chaplain who had been caught on video having sex with a woman at a pub in New Orleans. All U.S. Army soldiers are expected to uphold high standards of personal conduct and to avoid discrediting the service and the uniform, both in person and across social media. Cynthia Smith, an Army spokeswoman, said in a statement, OK, I just got to say, I think uh, I think this is it for the U.S. military. I ain't kidding. There are a lot of people who want to serve, who believe in this. But that's you now. That's you. That's all of you. That's each and every one of you. I know, I know. Not really. My point is, how many people are going to see that and be embarrassed to be associated with this? Because it ain't just this photo. There's a bunch of other ones I ain't going to show you. Now, I know it's the actions of a few individuals, but it's more than just this one instance. Just Google search U.S. military woke. Oh, boy. The rise of wokeness in the military. Woke ideology is metastasized in the U.S., is the military too woke to recruit? Is the military woke? For more from our readers. Service members sound alarm against extremely woke military. Wokeism is not to blame for army sh- shortfalls, says top uh, U.S. Army recruiting. The army of woke, the U.S. military going woke. The strategy between, between, uh, behind MAGA complaints about the woke military from the Washington Post. The point is, almost all of these stories, NewsGuard certified, by the way, are saying that wokeness in the military is going too far. And now we're here. I tell this story from time to time. I met with, uh, was hanging out, having dinner with a bunch of people. One guy was a retired uh, army captain. And he said that he wanted to be, he wanted to be in for life. He, I, I shouldn't say retired, resigned officer. He was in his 30s and he said that he resigned his commission because of the wokeness in the military he didn't want to have anything to do with. Maybe that's the point. They want you to quit and they found a way to do it. Maybe that's the point. They post these photos because they want you to be ashamed of yourself and your association with the U.S. military. The greatest generation, man, people who are willing to storm the beaches of Normandy and stop Hitler. The legacy is just stomped on and in the gutter by these people. And there you go. I will stress this point one more time. They are wearing these masks in uniform because they are sexually aroused, knowing that you are looking at them. Yeah, that's maybe why they didn't show the photo in the USA Today article, because they don't want to be a part of the sexual fetish of these men who are posting these photos and getting off on it. I bring you now to one of the funniest Wikipedia entries ever. Gay bomb. Yes, the gay bomb. The gay bomb and halitosis bomb are formal names for two non-lethal psychochemical weapons that a U.S. Air Force research lab speculated about producing. The theories involve discharging sex pheromones over enemy forces in order to make them sexually attracted to each other. In 1994, the Wright Laboratory in Ohio, a predecessor to, a predecessor to today's United States Air Force Research Laboratory, produced a three-page proposal on a variety of possible non-lethal chemical weapons which was later obtained by the Sunshine Project through a Freedom of Information Act request. Background. Now, I'm not saying any of this stuff would actually work, but this is the story. No well-controlled scientific studies 
have ever been published suggesting the possibility of pheromones causing rapid behavioral changes in humans. Some body spray advertisers claim that the products contain human sexual pheromones, such as an aphrodisiac. In the 1970s, copulins were patented as products which release human pheromones based on research on rhesus monkeys. Subsequently, androstenone, auxiliary sweat, and vomidors have been claimed to act as human pheromones. Despite these claims, no pheromonal substance has ever been demonstrated to directly influence human behavior, blah, 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 blah. In both of the leaked documents, the possibility was canvassed that a strong aphrodisiac could be dropped on enemy troops, ideally one which could also cause homosexual behavior. The documents described the aphrodisiac weapon as a distasteful but completely non-lethal. Wow. Ignoble prize, Nobel Prize Awards. Wright Laboratory won the Satiric 2007 Ig Nobel Peace Prize for instigating research and development on a chemical weapon, the so-called gay bomb and poof bomb, that will make enemy soldiers become sexually irresistible to each other. The reason why I highlight the silliness of this story is to point out what they did with these photos. It is actually considered to be damaging to the military that there was actually a point where they said, if we can make people do this kind of stuff, we can win wars. I guess the idea was all the guys would just be on the battlefield and all of a sudden just turn to each other and start doing it, which doesn't seem plausible, feasible or possible, but it was considered weaponization. Yeah, I think um, I think you all need to understand where this goes. Maybe it's it's not all bad, I guess. You know, maybe these guys will be exposed. Maybe uh, they've been exposed. Maybe they'll be investigated, discharged, and this will actually help weed out this corrupt element in our military. But I think about the future. The identity issue stuff that is plaguing this country is only going to get worse, in my opinion. Well, I shouldn't say that. I believe there's a strong possibility it will get worse, and I'm hoping that it actually improves and that people find a sense of self. They begin to identify with things that are positive. But here's what I think. You know, when I was younger, I grew up watching superheroes. And I was, you know, when I was little, I, I wanted to be Spider-Man. How cool would that be? Jumping around, climbing the walls. How cool would that be? You know, I'm older now. I think about how stupid spider powers really are. But hey, Spider-Man's still extremely popular. Yeah, but think about it. Like, what's his powers? He has the abilities of a spider. It's like, okay. He can climb walls and he can shoot webs. And it's like, this is a really interesting idea for a superhero, to be honest. I mean, at one point, Superman could fire from his hand smaller versions of himself. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Okay, I guess. But anyway, my point is, when I was younger, I grew up watching superhero stuff. And I think we were fortunate enough with uh, growing up in the 90s, those who were born in the 80s or, you know, you know, 70s or whatever, growing up with more developed concepts of uh, uh, superheroes. The golden age of superheroes was very much just like this generic, I am a superhero to stop the villains, you know, like Adam West Batman style stuff. But uh, we got a, a real maturity, a political maturity in the 80s and into the 90s. And so when I'm growing up, there was a much smarter take on the superheroes. I'll give you an example. Originally Magneto in the X-Men. He's just a villain. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. That's just it. That's it's very generic. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And then a bunch of people started to explore the ideas between the, the X-Men and the Brotherhood. And eventually they were like, let's not call them the evil mutants anymore. Let's just call them the Brotherhood. 
It's a better name. Political nuance. And when I was growing up, it wasn't just this generic Magneto villain. It was Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King Jr. Magneto was, uh, he wasn't so much as a villain as he was a political ideologue who felt that as, you know, I mean, amazing writing. Magneto was, is Polish and his family were, was, uh, was, suffered the Holocaust and he survived. And so as he gets older, he sees the problem of the human, of human mutant relations and believes that the humans will do to them exactly what he saw Hitler do. And so he bands them together and says, we're going to fight against, we're going to dominate, we're going to own, blah, 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 blah. Xavier wants peace and all that stuff. And there's, there's really great political arguments that emerge in, 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 in this um, philosophical and moral and ethical dilemmas. I grew up inspired by that. These guys grew up inspired to put on dog fetish masks so they can get off by you looking at them. There's a big difference. We are big difference. We're, we're not the same. I know superheroes aren't real. Of course not. And it's sad. I'm not going to dress up like Magneto or Cyclops or Wolverine or anything. It doesn't do anything. But I am inspired by these stories, the actions taken by the individuals. I, I, I understood the, the, the positive and the negative. These stories were inspirational to me growing up. Um, you know, understanding the problem of killing for political gain and what it ultimately uh, amounts to, understanding the philosophy that you become the villain, right? That you, f- you fight against it for so long, uh, as the saying goes, be careful when fighting monsters, lest ye become one. For when you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes back. That's what inspired me growing up. How can we make the world better for people? Make people have uh, allow people to be happy, to thrive, to flourish. Now, I'm fairly libertarian. If y'all want to wear a dog mask in the privacy of your own home with your buddies and do weird dog stuff and crawl around on the ground, I got no issue. But what we're starting to see is this exhibitionist fetishism. And we've even seen some of these people do children's events where they show up wearing dog masks. It's just pride. It's just pride. It's just educating the kids. No, it's kink. And that's what Project Veritas uncovered. The dean of a school in Chicago bragging about kink foreplay lessons. Gratification. It's not sex ed. Sex ed is he's a junk. He's how it works. What they're doing to these kids is voyeuristic, pedophilic and kink play. Now, this stuff is just exhibitionist. And it's uh, man. I don't know. Why would someone if, if, if maybe maybe this is what they're trying to do to kids. When I was growing up, we didn't see that stuff. None of that is inspirational to me. None of that resonates with with what I saw growing up. And maybe that's the issue. A child with no other sense of the world who sees that will be told to look up to it. So what will you get? The next generation is going to be worse than the last. So here's what I think. We are standing well, we're not standing on the shoulders of giants anymore. We've, we, we were standing on the shoulders of giants for a while, going back uh, a long ways. The greatest generation, you know, they probably had a lot of bigoted views, but we didn't take those views with us. We took with, with us the, 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 the bravery and courage to storm the beaches of Normandy. We stood upon those shoulders. But those, uh, those have fallen. And now there is no one's shoulders left to stand on. And we're probably falling and we just don't realize it yet. 
the next generation, people who are 10 years old today, who are inundated with these images of sexual fetishists posting them pictures of themselves in their uniforms because they get off on knowing you're staring at them. Children will look at these photos and in 10 years, those children will vote and they will vote for this. Our culture has corrupted. It is broken down. There will be no cohesive structure unless we fight for one. But this is why I say things like civil war. Civil war may not be the appropriate word to describe what's happening. As uh, Luke Rudkowski posted, we're either in a great awakening or a societal collapse. But my response is, why not both? And that's the scary reality, I guess. It probably is both. It is the collapse. It is the shock, it is the shock to the system that is waking people up. It's staring you right in the face. Standing in front of that American flag, making you stare at them in a way that gratifies them. That's what's happened to the military. That's what is happening to this country. And that's why recruitment is down. People don't want to be in. It's not the only reason. And it's why we will be mocked. And it's why we will lose in this conflict. I guess we'll see. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all then. I got to start off this segment by saying New York Post, fake news. Fake news. The headline of their, seg- their, their story is video shows transgender male hockey player taken down by larger rival. In fact, it is the opposite. A transgender female was taken down by a transgender male. But, but I understand why the New York Post made the error they did in their headline. Let me tell you the story. The story is the NHL announced they're going to be doing an all trans and non-binary game or league or whatever. And uh, I say bravo. I really, really do. They're creating a unique division of non-binary and trans individuals. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Individuals should have their own bracket to compete in. That's that's new and unique. And we don't put males with females, females with males in the standard league. So maybe the solution is instead of putting everybody in the female league, create a new league, create a new division. That makes sense, right? Okay, well, here's what happens. There is in this video a large biological male and a small biological female. The biological male checks the female, knocking the female to the ground, causing a concussion, leading to a big scandal where the media is reporting that despite the fact this is a high profile event and it was being filmed by Vice News, the story appears to have been covered up. Now, the reason why the New York Post says transgender male is that they don't understand. Male refers to biological sex. A transgender female is a female taking male hormones. Get it? When you say trans man, you're using the social qualifier man, meaning a beard and jeans or whatever, I guess. I don't really know how they define what a man or woman is because they often say there isn't a definition of one. My point is, when you say male, you're referring to XY. So a transgender male is an XY person who is transgender, meaning trans woman. They got this uh, mixed up because they just don't understand. But let's, let's, let's read the news and we'll break down where we're currently at with, with all of this and what the story is. Shocking footage has emerged from an NHL-backed hockey tournament of a transgender female player hitting a much smaller transgender male opponent. Full stop. Okay, guys, you, you, you run Steinbuck. You wrote the story. Dude, come on. 
You you are you are writing nonsense. You got to fix this guy. You got to fix. You know, someone got to tell this guy he's got it backwards. It was a male player hitting a female. Okay, a male player hitting a female. The female player suffered a concussion after hitting the boards head first. Daniel Maki, a transgender man from Minneapolis who plays for the Rainbow Dash, suffered the injury during the team's trans hockey draft in Middleton, Wisconsin. The Daily Mail reported. In the clip from the event last month, Naki is seen entering the ice and being bumped by the other player, who then stops to check on him as other players also rush to his side. You see, this is the problem with all of the pronoun stuff. Okay. There was this viral tweet, Elon Musk said pronouns, you know, everybody's yelling. This is why we have pronouns. Understanding if a six foot tall biological male shoulder checked a five foot five biological female is the is what the story is when you keep saying him, her, his, whatever. But you're referring to the opposite people while trying to explain which gender did which it becomes nonsensical. So how about you drop the pronouns and only use their names so we can try and understand? Of course, then you run into the confusion that Daniel is female. So I will just say female and male so you can understand and we can get rid of the manipulation in language and you can understand what happened. In the clip from the event last month, the female is seen entering the ice and being bumped by the male, who then stops to check on the female as other players rush to the female's side. The contact doesn't look serious on video, but the size difference between players is so great that the female suffers a concussion, Twitter user Jean Mazix wrote. Now you can see they got that one right, female and male, all right? Here is the male player. I'm sorry, this is the female player. You see, even I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this one out. And again, I'm actually, uh, I think it's fantastic that they're doing a trans league. I think this is the appropriate way to handle all of this. I think this is, look, People are trying to make it out like this is a bad thing. This is a huge problem. It shows why males and females shouldn't play together. No, I disagree. It's hockey. It's hockey. People get hurt. If look, if you are biologically female and you say, I want to compete with biological males, I say more power to you. Bravo. Let's get it. Good job. Awesome. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a biological female and you say, I don't want to compete with biological males, I say, well, okay, let's, you know, make sure that there's a female division just for you. The issue is biological males have been entering biological female spaces. The issue is biological females taking testosterone to transition stay in the female leagues. We can't, we got it. We got to do something different. This is a proposed solution. So while everyone's highlighting the story and saying like, oh, no, it's a bad idea. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a great idea. This individual, Daniel Mackey, transgender man, biologically female, got a concussion playing hockey. So what? Got a concussion playing hockey. I hope they're OK. I hope that their gear protected them. I hope they're going to recover. Injuries happen in sports. The problem that I'm, you know, that the issue that I'm bringing up, I can't understand the story. Try to explain it to somebody because of the way they phrase everything. So they say, 
Mackie, the female, was taken to a local hospital where the female was diagnosed with a concussion. It was unclear if the incident was an accident. Oh, come on. It looks like an accident. In an article in the online news magazine Quillette, author Jonathan Kay wrote he didn't notice any transgender women deliberately targeting transgender men when he viewed videos of the event, but noted that there were size discrepancies that could pose a danger to some of the players. <clears throat> Quote, I don't know how the teams were made, a rinkside source told Kay, but any fan could see that this couldn't possibly be fair and that someone could get hurt and someone did. No, 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 it is fair. Biological female taking testosterone, transitioning, wants to compete. They're allowed to. They made that choice. They knew they were entering the ring. The female knew that the female was entering the ring with a large biological male. They are allowed to do that. I have no issue with that whatsoever. You know, you can't come out and be angry that biological males are entering biological female teams and then now that they're doing their own league, come out and be like, well, I'm mad about this too. No, no, no. This was not an issue of a biological male going to the women's division and tackling a, a, a female. This is an issue of two individuals choosing to compete against each other and an injury happening. And to that, I say sports injuries happen. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. It's, it's, it's non, non uh, you know, there you go. In his piece, Kane noted the risk of injuries in competitive hockey among biological women citing research that they have significantly less isometric strength, neck girth, head mass, resulting in lower levels of neck segment stiffness, head neck uh, segment stiffness. Maki, who has since recovered, later posted a statement that appeared to downplay what happened on the ice. Quote, I've been debating if I should post anything about the team trans ice hockey draft tournament, given the sensitive content, but here goes. I had an amazing time with the wonderful people at the exclusive all trans draft tournament in Middleton, Wisconsin, the weekend before Thanksgiving. But uh, uh, the individual then says that this is where the sensitive content comes. Once out, I was playing the puck and I took a very odd fall into the boards in which I needed medical attention to make sure my neck and extremities were okay. The female said the female suffered a concussion and muscle strains, but insisted they'd do it all over again. Notably, the female made no mention of being knocked into by the larger opponent. Maki's teammate, Mason uh, Lefebvre, pronouncing that wrong. The uh, team's goalie and the tournament's liaison with the NHL was reportedly upset by the injury and was seen collapsing in a corner. Really? After regaining composure, the coach of another team stepped onto the ice and delivered a pep talk that included slogans such as, we're not defeatist, we're not done yet, and the score doesn't determine your value, according to Quillette. NHL posted this. The NHL is proud to support this past weekend's team trans draft tournament in Milton, Wisconsin. This was the first tournament comprised entirely of transgender and non-binary players with around 80 folks participating. Bravo. You love to see it. This is the solution. I think trans people should be allowed to play sports. I think trans people should be allowed to choose to compete against whoever they want to compete against. In this instance, a bunch of players decided to play. They played. Fine. There's that story that Joe Rogan brought up a long time ago, like 10 years ago. Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox is an MMA MMA fighter, biologically male, punched a female in the head so hard, shattered her skull. The issue is Fallon Fox was not known to be trans. These females thought they were entering the ring with a female, but it was a biological male, granted on hormone treatments. But as Rogan pointed out, bigger fists, more grip strength, bigger joints, boom, more striking power. A female can defeat a male in a grappling match because that's about technique. 
But he said, and, and there's probably still some disadvantages, but he said, when it comes to striking, a male is going to mess a woman up, a female. The NHL said in a tweet about the event that it was proud to support their, you know, their draft. The post drew a flood of disparate comments. If trans men are men, why aren't they just playing in a men's league? One user wrote. Now, hold on. I'll, I will say that outright for sure. You often see biological females competing in a female division with biological males. There are some uh, individuals, you know, I'm, I'm going to try avoiding anybody by name, but I, I, you know it. There are many biological females who identify as male, as a man, take testosterone, but keep competing against females. Why? If you're a man, go compete with the men. Here's the issue. Biological females taking testosterone still often do not reach the level of a biological male. Why are biological males taking hormones going competing against females? Because once they start the hormone treatment, they no longer are competitive against males. They are still at a higher ranking on average than females. This creates an issue. Here's the solution. Exactly what the NHL did. So I see a lot of people get mad about this story. And I'm just like, why? This is exactly what we, th- what we want to happen. Trans players getting their own league, getting to compete against each other. They write, congratulations, you just pulled the woke Walt Disney for all of your sport. Watch the NHL crumble like a, sl- a stale cookie. Go woke, go broke. You know, and when did it become go woke, go broke? It was always get woke, go broke. Get woke, go broke. Who changed it? It's all different, Dean, now. I don't like it. You know, when I was young, it was get woke, go broke. Now everything's all different, Dean. They're using different words. Go woke, go broke. It doesn't even, it doesn't even flow that well. Get woke, go broke. But in this instance, it's not. They're not putting the trans players in the standard division. So good. Y'all get to keep your hockey the way hockey is. Nobody got to complain about it. Females get to compete against females. Ain't nobody got to complain about it. And they got a trans non-binary league. Why are you complaining about it? Why are you ragging on them? They, they made their own space. This is what, ex- it is, look, there's that meme where it's like a bunch of people, like little dudes, and they're like, we want to be in your space. And they're like, no, you're not welcome in our space. And they say, okay, we'll make our own space. And they said, you should let us in your space. And they say, but it's our space. And they say, why are you being exclusive? In this instance, they're not trying to go to the women's division. They made their own. I respect it. Quote, I'm all for this as I don't want biological men playing in women's divisions. Another person added, boom, there it is. The incident is the latest involving transgender athletes to make waves since transgender University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas began competing as a woman after transitioning. Critics have claimed that competing in the NCAA women's division gave her an unfair advantage. I'm sorry, gave the male an unfair advantage because they were born biologically male. He, Thomas, won the 500-yard freestyle. Well, here we go. Right, this is the big story. NHL showcases transgender and non-binary hockey tournament, and people were criticizing him on Twitter. You know what, man? If you can't accept this, there's no win in anything. I got to be honest, right? Well, here we go. From the examiner, the UPenn female swim team is actually female again. The University of Akron's Zippy Invitational Swim Meet occurred last week, and it was quite a different scene than it had been a year ago. Seven collegiate swim teams, male and female, competed against each other. The Zippy Invitational was the swim meet where Leah Thomas, the trans swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania, dominated. As uh, the pre- the, Thomas's presence forced the world to have a conversation about men competing as women in women's sports. As the best man in the pool full of women, Thomas swam to all Ivy and All-American honors in women's swimming. 
The incidents catapulted the Ivy League school's female swim team into the national spotlight. Some of Penn's female swimmers were sufficiently brainwashed or cowed, blah, blah, blah. However, this year, the Penn's women's swimming team is all female again. But expect more Leah Thomases, sadly. Many highly educated adults entrusted with protecting female sports and providing women the opportunity to be a fair athletic competition will once again succumb to the radical mob and allow male athletes to compete with women. You know, I saw a lot of liberals pointing out, they said, conservatives used to oppose female sports. They used to say back in the day, why are you, why are you making a female thing? If the women are good, they can compete. There's no male female. It's just, here's the team. Can you make it or not? So what ends up happening is the liberals argue that they claimed we should have a female team so that women can compete. And that's Title IX, basically. That they need special provisions or special access or special teams. And now they're going, and now conservatives are upset and trying to protect women's sports? Heavens. Yes, it's quite simple. The conservatives you mentioned are actually uh, not conservative. They're moderates. They're, they're, they're moderates. So, yeah. I don't know if I have the story pulled up, but there was a, No, I don't think I do. There was a... Oh, actually, no, I think I have it right here. Washington Post caught stealth editing report that initially labeled Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss as conservative. That is something to behold. So uh, Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss given access to the Twitter files. And then the Washington Post said that they were conservatives. Then went on uh, to the went to the article behind the scenes and removed that without telling anybody. That's the game they play. Unless you align with their views, unless you agree with what they agree with, you are a conservative. But the reality is the reason people are upset with this has nothing to do with being conservative. That's what they're trying to do. If you came out and said males should not compete in female sports, they'd say conservative, you're conservative. Then they'd go, but conservatives used to want to get rid of female sports. Yes, you can't look at me and accuse me of being a conservative, then be shocked that the conservatives all of a sudden mean something else. I grew up liberal. I'm in favor of the NHL having a trans division. This is exactly what needs to happen. And that's conservative. Y'all are nuts. It's all insanity. It's all performative. It's all fake. And that's the nature of, uh, of the world we live in. And I got to say, too, I, I, what I would say for the actual conservatives critical of the trans team, I think many of them are just critical of, you know, trans as a whole. Like this idea that someone could actually take the medications. If you're male, you'd be in the male team. If you're female, you'd be in the female team. I'm sure that's what they believe and why they're like, no, no, none of this. But the way I see it is, I think people should be allowed to do what they want to do with their own bodies. I think if a person wants to take hormones, they can. If someone wants surgery, they can. If they're an adult. Now, how do you have someone who's an adult doing this kind of stuff play sports? Look, man, voluntary sport participation ain't nothing to do with me. If you want to create a league of, you know, let's call it Frisbee golf with saw blades. Ain't none of my business. You want to chuck around saw blades in the middle of the woods or whatever. And you're and like, you know, actually, that sounds like a fun game, to be completely honest. You've got a giant log in the middle of a field and you're trying to chuck saw blades at it and get them to stick into it so you can earn points or something. I do not recommend playing that game. That's the point. I think the game would be very dangerous. But I'm saying if people opt to do things like that, that ain't none of my business. I recommend against it. You probably shouldn't. You'll get hurt. You could probably lose your fingers. But if somebody wants to go in their yard and start shooting, ain't none of my business. Just don't shoot towards me. 
If somebody wants to take a bunch of hormones and then go play hockey, ain't none of my business. Just don't have a bunch of males at the female division. So this, awesome. Somebody wants to, look, they do axe throwing. Axe throwing can be dangerous. I don't care. Have fun, bro. Do your thing. Hang out with who you want to hang out with. Put whatever in your body you want to put in your body. But I'll tell you this. If you want to start doing stuff like this, don't expect me to pay for your health care. And that's, that, that, that's probably the bigger issue is a lot of overlap between these people and the people who want universal health care. Now, nah, I ain't paying for you to put drugs in your body. That's your choice. You work for it. You do your thing. You want to play hockey? You go play hockey. I don't care. The NHL, here we go. Code says, so men playing on women's team? And the NHL said, trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary identity is real. Sure, technically. You can identify as anything you want. I know that's real. But trans women are trans women. Trans men are trans men. That's why you have two different words to describe what they are. So we saw, I think it was Cambridge, change the definition of women today. And you can't do that. Sorry, you can't. Definitions are our best understanding of the idea being conveyed. No one but a fringe group of cultists thinks woman means anything other than adult human female. They're trying to change it, though. You, you go on a reality TV. You say woman, people know what you mean. You say trans woman, people know what you mean. You refer to a biological male as a woman out of context and people will be confused. Hence, the whole story I was trying to convey. When they keep saying transgender male, trans man, he, him, etc., you can't even tell what's going on. Sam and Pat like going to the movies. They wanted to see a, a horror film, but they wanted to see a comedy film. So they were upset in the end that they had to go see a, a dramedy instead. Well, who am I referring to? You'd have to just use their names. Sam and Pat went to the movies. Sam likes horror. Pat likes, likes comedy. Uh, Pat got angry that they ended up seeing a dramedy instead. But think about what would happen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you were using standard pronouns, Mike and Sarah go to the movies. She likes horror. He likes comedy. She got mad because they ended up seeing dramedy. You, you understand exactly who I'm referring to with gendered pronouns. When we do that, that's why it exists in the language. You want to change the language, do whatever you want to do. Just don't force anyone else to abide by your worldview. So anyway, look, there's the story and there's my position on it. I think it is principled and, it's, and, I, and I stand by exactly what I said in the past. Give them their own division. I also want to point out the video is not even that bad. So I don't know how this story ends up becoming a story. Players voluntary, voluntarily play hockey. Player gets concussion. News at 11? You, you, if, imagine if they were like breaking news. A person was playing hockey and got hurt. The, the incident happened. It's like, okay. Like they're alive. They're fine. They're still playing. Wasn't even a serious injury. I get it. It exemplifies why males and females should not play together. But that's not the issue here. The issue here is they've chosen to do it. So I don't care. I've played ultimate frisbee with men and women. It's fun. They want to play it, they can play it. 
Uh, whatever, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.